Caspiana. She really wants to lay in. Nash trying to straighten her up as she's gone two lengths clear now from a tissue charging home. But it's Espiona clearing the golden pendant. Espiona the favourite, too good beat a tissue. But Imperatrice is making her bid as Fura around the turn at the 150. Let a length and a half. Imperatrice is flying now as Fura at the 50. Imperatrice has got her and raced on by Imperatrice by a length up to West Wind Blows, Romantic Warrior, and here's Gold Trip, the Melbourne Cup winner, storming down the outside at the 200. Gold Trip runs on by, two links, three links, West Wind Blows and Sulcum, but it's all Gold Trip. Gold Trip has bolted in the Turnbull. No down, into the straight at the 150, Pride of Jenny a half length, Amelia's Jewel moves up on the outside, takes Pride of Jenny, is coming clear, great pipe opener, bring on the cock place. G'day legends and welcome back to another episode of the Second Again Racing Podcast. I'm Nick, joined by Jackson and look, it's a pretty big week. Down south, up north, over in the west, <laughs> it's all pretty good. Um, we're coming off a really good week as well, which we'll recap at the start. Jackson, mate, seven winners on the weekend yep. and I've got to say, I cop some shit from some people. That's okay. It's uh, that's the game, mate. That's the punting. Mm. That's the caper that we're in. Six though, seven. Yeah, like... but I tell yeah, seven winners in the end. Yeah. Um, if that's a bad day in anyone's books, I I'm not sure what the expectation is, but maybe that's just a sign of how good we're going. Previous weeks we've had ten winners back to back, and apparently seven winners is a down week. Mm. So if you're having seven winners on a card, you are making bank, which I'm sure that both of us did, and many of the punters. So. We love the good and bad that comes in, so keep firing them in. It only fuels the fire. We come back week after week, and we get the job done. Very well said, Jackson. Very well said. It's a cruel sport, the one that we're playing, because mm. at the end of the day, we can tip as many horses as we want. We tip you 20 one week and one the next. We're heroes one week, and you'll never listen to us again the next. <laughs> um, I think just chat about the Turnbull from the weekend. Obviously, the winner was just electrifying. Unbelievable. Gold trip. Um, Melbourne Cup winner. Just... A serious, serious effort. I think it's worth chatting about a few in behind as well. Gold Trip, fantastic. Mm. Probably goes to maybe Cox Plate, do you think? Or do you think... I, I think the weight will be too big to go to a cup, wouldn't it? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they go back to the cup because yeah. they... What did they carry last year? 57 and a half or 57? 58 top weight. There you go. So I wouldn't be surprised if they go back because they're not going to give him 60. Uh, yep. A horse that we know can carry weight and is potentially off the back of last week, potentially going as good as he ever had mm. as he ever has. Fair enough. I think you'd go Cox Plate. Okay. Don't, yeah. I just think two big gut busters over thirty two hundred in your career with fifty eight kilos is fucking just can't be good for you. It can't. Yeah. Like the, he's not Maccabi Diva. No. Let's put it that way, right? But. I agree with you. I think you'll go Cox Plate, but he did go Cox Plate before yeah. Melbourne Cup last year, so maybe that's still the map for them. Yeah. If he doesn't go Cox Plate, what are we thinking then? That 2,000-metre race on the last day Emirates. of the carnival? Yeah. Emirates, yeah. yeah. Which would make sense. For sure. Um, let's talk about a few in behind. I thought Sulkin was fantastic. Um, the horse that ran second from overseas was really, really good as well. Yeah. The one that everyone wants us to quickly chat about is Romantic Warrior, who finished fourth. 
there was things going on all week. They were saying the horse wasn't eating its food. They had to ship over 50 containers of its food from Hong Kong wow. because this horse didn't eat for three and a half days because it didn't like the Australian food. Yeah. How I, fucking prissy can you be? Exactly. I think if you look at the run on face value and don't listen to any of the noise, you couldn't find an excuse for it because mm. J-Max still gave the horse a good run. It looked like he had his opportunity. And it wasn't as if they were making up ground. Gold Trip came from out the back. So oh, yeah. he just completely brained them. And you could have run that race 10 times. Gold Trip wins 11. So I don't think there's any excuses for Romantic Warrior, but can certainly hit back knowing that the target is the Cox Plate. Yeah, that'd be my last little sign-off. Do not write off. If anything, it's a good thing. You get a little bit of a bigger price this time mm-hmm. for the Cox Plate. And that is the target. Look, we've got races to cover absolutely everywhere. We're going to do four in Melbourne at Caulfield, and we're going to do five up in Sydney for Everest Day. Um, Jackson, before we start at Caulfield, what are you going to do? I'm going to rail you, mate. <laughs> I want you to absolutely <laughs> rail me. Rail is true. Both tracks and both uh, both states this week, Ned, which is an absolute music to my ears. Mm. So, again, no excuses for the punters. It's currently a soft uh, five out of Caulfield. There was a bit of rain out there today. Uh, which I was pleased about, had a good result today. So, um, yeah, I think soft five, but potentially an upgrade to good four. I think we're going to get some good fair racing, and Caulfield has just played superbly recently. Fantastic, mate. It should be good. Uh, let's start at race five in at Caulfield. It's uh, num- over 1,100 metres. It's a Scalacci. We've got a little jewel here. So as Fura is top of the market, $2.25, and Uncommon Jane's is second line, $2.30. Chain of Lightning's there at eight fifty with Ingratiating. Then a fair gap. Key Largo is 26, Lombardo 27, Curran 71, and Home Rule is there at 150s. I think Asfora can lead this up, staying at the 1100, um, or dropping back to the 1100, I should say. Um, but she doesn't have to. She doesn't have to, because she was able to settle just off Midwest first up and showed her versatility in doing that. Lombardo is another one that's first up that can go forward, and Home Rule. Uh, a bit of an unknown horse can go forward. Uncommon James to sit just off their back with Chain of Lightning to use the pole. Bit of speed engaged for a small field, but I don't think that's any concern for Asfora. I think she is the best horse in this field, and I think not only that, she's going the best in this field in terms of her recent form. So if you take out Imperatrice, who is just absolutely airborne and no one can get near that horse right now, if you take her out of her form reference, she comes in as a rock-hard favourite, I'm a little bit perplexed by the tightness of Uncommon James compared to Asfura, considering that she had her his measure fair and square first up, and I just think she was too good. Maybe the SP comes into play, but I was still perplexed then uh, for Uncommon James's first up run. I can see that Damian Lane sticks on Uncommon James, and he's a superb job, but I think Asfura is the winner here. She can lead if she wants to, or can settle and just park behind a bum and still be too good. So I think this is a good way to kick off our card here. I agree. She's definitely one of ours. As for a two twenty-five, I see that as a pretty fair price for where she's at. Take away Imperatrice is not in that race. Don't even worry about it. Mm. We're talking one and one this horse. She's two from two this preparation. <laughs> that was a win in my book. Skate five again. I think back to Caulfield. Obviously, we get eleven hundred meters here. Just ticks every single box. Yeah. Track four starts for three wins. Distance six starts for four wins. And now we get third up, ready to peak. So. I'm all over as for her. I think this will be probably the first big bet for the day. I'd like to hear that, mate. I'd like to hear that. Is that I'll, fair? I'll be stepping in, but it won't be the first, I guarantee you. <laughs> we're going to skip over race six because there's an absolute something in there that we're not going to talk about. But race seven, we're <laughs> going to go to. This is just an unbelievable race in itself. It's the Ned's Might and Power. It's over 2,000 metres. Race seven, 
Number one, Alligator Blood, top of the market, $2.30. Just fine, coming over from Sydney is $3.80 next line. Jewis is there at five bucks. Then we got a bit of a gap to double figures of Lindemann, $14. Nonconformist 19s with He's a Shocker. Forgot you's there, 27 bucks. Deny Knowledge, 31s. Alan Kerr, 35s. And the big fella, the old fella, Vow and Declare, rounds him out at 60s. Speed all drawn towards the inside here, Ned, with Deny Knowledge, who's a fast man to go forward. Just fine staying at the 2,000. Um, you know, it can go forward as well. A bit tight in the market, but... Now goes up in weight too from that, obviously, that lightweight that we saw at carry uh, last time out. Alligator Blood, obviously, just going super, this horse. Goes forward as well, and Lindemann drawn the pole. They're the first four in running. Bow and Declare potentially can also show some speed, but the rest don't have much tactical speed, so they'll all get back. I think it's worth starting on Alligator Blood. Mm. You've mentioned, and we've spoken about this just off the cuff, Ned, that he's a horse that we're not sure if we've got hold of him 100%. We've missed the guard sometimes with him, and other times we've been hot on him when he just hasn't performed. He is a hard horse to catch for us, even though he's got multiple wins on his resume. I just think this particular setup, 2,000 metres, he may not improve off his last run, which is a very good run over 1,800 in the Underwood. Now needs to step up to 2,000 metres with pressure coming on his inside and outside. I don't think the map and the race sets up just as well for him, even though TC's obviously come over to take the boogie up. So... I just think at the price, I need to oppose him with a ton of respect paid for obvious reasons. The horse that I'm going to have something on, and you've half convinced me with this one, Ned, <laughs> is Jewess. Blake Shin booked fourth up, up to the 2,000. We know that's what she loves. We know she also loves a nice dry deck, which we'll probably get on Saturday, barring any rain. But she doesn't mind a little bit of sting out, so soft five will be absolutely fine for her. She'll probably get back and want them to be running on, but I think the speed in this race sets up perfectly for her. She's rock hard fit and was finishing off hard over 1800. So screaming she's ready for the 2000 metres now. And again, we've touched on jockeys that are just airborne at the moment. Oh, Shin is right up there. The iron board. He will be giving her every chance, even though she's drawn 10 of 10. I think she's the, the clear top pick. Yep, I'm with you. Jewess for me for sure. Had the two runs, then a little freshen up after June. And then has had two really nice runs. And the one that I speak of mainly is the last run behind Alligator Blood. She was absolutely slashing to the line behind him when not a lot of horses were making ground up after Damien Oliver stacked him up in that race. Mm. Just on the two ahead of the horse, so Alligator Blood for me, 2,000 metres, has never won at 2,000 and has never won fourth up. Yep. And now we're expected to take $2.30. I agree that in terms of the rest of the field, there's no Thunderstruck Sarkis, those sort of types of horses in this race. So it probably gets it as easy as it's had it over 2,000, but I just don't think I can take the horse over 2,000 metres. Mm. Maybe $10 I'll have a play, but I'm going to take 2.30. Just Vine gets 59 kilos, comes down from a 50 kilo effort in the Metrop, and now has to drop back 400 metres. I just can't see how they've placed this horse $3.80, but I've really landed on Jewess. I think Blake Shin aboard will get a really nice run in this race. I think Gate 10, he can just do whatever he wants with her. She'll be really strong to the 2,000. Yeah, definitely. We're both on board with that and might be one where we're both loading up. <laughs> Sounds like we're loading up quite a bit on Saturday. You might hear that a bit over oh, this podcast God. over the next half hour. <laughs> race 9. So we're going to skip race 8 and we're going to go straight to 9. We've obviously got the Ned's Caulfield Guineas. It's over the mile and look militarised. He comes down from the Golden Rose win. He's $2.80. Stepati, speaking of picket fences that we love, $3.80 there. Just hasn't done a thing wrong. Johnny Allen aboard. King Colorado also coming out of that Golden Rose, who we, we really fancied that day. 
Little bit unlucky, Strange Ride, $9. She Lights, 13s with Wolfie. V8 is $17. Griff is there at 21s with Centrify and Southern Tycoon. Vidad, 27s, Little Bros, 31s. Rock Empire, 51s, and then we've got three or four horses that well, are triples. Well done, Ned. You're fucking ripping through the, the, the field, mate. It's, fucking, it's not an easy job. Not an easy job at all. Rock Empire to go forward with Vidad, I think, can settle closer. Um, being now, obviously, up in trip. Stepati can be nice and close from that handy barrier. John Allen to be positive. V8 also peak for this. Drawn the pole can go forward. And Lindbergh is probably the other one as well. It's worth starting on the favourite here, Ned, I think, militarise. Mm. He comes in with easily the best credentials coming in. Three times Group 1 winner. The Golden Rose is superb form and it's been proven year after year. It's the A1 form reference and it's the Sydney form that you want to you know, have coming in. Yep. Yes, he's short in the market, but I think that's warranted. He's just clearly got the best figures, times and figures-wise, coming in. I think he's deserved favourite, and I have to be winning on the race if he does win. Yep. Might just be too good for them. Sheelight, my second pick. She's out to double digits, so I'm going to be backing three in this race. It's a three. $13. Correct. It's a three-play go for me here. One short, one doubles, and one even longer. So Sheelight, I think that price is just way too, way too far off. She's finished the head off the party, and it was a very perplexing ride last time out for Zara. I just don't know what was happening. He waited to press the button. Potentially, they knew they were always getting into this field with, with this horse. So maybe that was just a, a, a second up run where they just left it short, and they were happy to just leave it there. Comes in ready to peak at the mile. It's been screaming the mile the whole prep. I've been with it the whole way, and I can't hop off now that it's at the grand final. So yes, he'll get back and give them a decent start, but I think the pressure up front will be nice and, and, you know, allow him to come into the race when he needs to. So he's second pick. Third pick for me is for Dad. I was taken with this run at the Valley behind Griff. 50 metres past the post, he was a mile in front of them. So, again, another horse that screams the mile, and I think he can settle nice and close from the barrier. So militarise, Sheelite, and uh, last one being for Dad for me. Militarise for me. I think this is a very nice bet. I think 280 is very much warranted. I see it starting shorter. I think they'll come... That form line of Golden Rose, and I know you mentioned before, probably not the strongest Golden Rose form line we've seen, but when you look at 1,400 up to 1,600 for this horse, the way it finished off, I just think that its form line's almost different to the rest. Yeah. Stepping up to 1,600 metres now, gets his good mate, Joey Marrero, who's won a couple of group ones on him previously. I just think it's a really good bet, and I'm going to be playing at $2.80. And you've convinced me of this one, Vidad. I had a play the other night at the Valley. Obviously yep. a little bit disappointing around that $4 mark. Mm. Cannot be beating me at 27s. Will not be. Just will not happen. <laughs> um, now, rare you say best for last, but is it close enough to best for last? I know we've already said, and we've only covered a couple of races, I know we said we're stepping in, but we need to come up with a different phrase for what I'm going to do in this race. Well, I'll give you about 46 and a half seconds to come up with one. Race 10 is the Turak Handicap. It's over 1,600 metres. And look, top of the market, it is the Jewel. AJ, Amelia's Jewel, Frosty aboard, 225. Antino's there, $7. Pride of Jenny, 950. The Inevitable, $10. Pinstripe is 14s. Here to Shock, 16s with Amenable. Attrition, $23. Pounding, 26. See You in Heaven, $31. Corner Pockets, 35s. Charterhouse is $41. Ironclad, 60s with Savannah Cloud. Banker's Choice and Bel Toro round them out. Pride of Jenny just rolled forward and set a blistering tempo last time. I expect her to do the same. She's drawn well. Corner Pocket is another horse with speed, and Here to Shock is the other one that won't be too far off them. 
Savannah Cloud and MT and I think will try and use those wider barriers to try and slide across and maybe sit two or three pairs back and have a bit of positivity. Doesn't matter where she gets to, Ned. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> she could sit outside the lead or just off the leaders last time if she leaves well enough, which we saw her do. So we've seen the versatility. She could sit midfield and try and find a three-wide cover. She could sit four-wide off the speed. She could sit last. She could sit further back than last. They won't be beating her in this field, then. They won't be beating her. And I know this screams a semi-final with either a Cox Plate or a Golden Eagle, and I'm not sure where they're going to go after this, but it's one of the two. Regardless of where they're going, it is the semi-final. So that is the only knock. I know that Pride of Jenny, and you probably have to have something on the place for her, just the way she's going. She set a blistering tempo last time and the figures rated through the roof yep. and was in front a long way and gave a good kick even though Frosty never touched Amelia's jewel. He never touched it. No. He just cruised up and kept the leader in his sights the whole way. Never asked for the ultimate effort. A beautiful pipe opener, as Maddie Hill said, going in. She's going to win this, Ned. And you asked me for the phrase to come up with something else. It was 46 and a half long enough? Plenty, plenty. <laughs> Because I, I, I stick to my guns, Ned, right? There's an old adage, and it goes, it dates back long before my punting career. Black when real life was black and white. Correct. Back to these days. Triassic era. <laughs> There's a phrase that comes around when a horse of this profile, it's in black odds, won't lose if it, you know, if, it's, if, it's, if Frosty stays aboard, it won't lose. What happens here, Ned? You hit it, and you make sure it stays hit, mate. Plain and simple. So that's what I'm doing with Amelia's jewel. She should be too good for them. Hop on now. Fit in or fuck off. Wow. <laughs> that's yeah, that's unbelievable. <laughs> oh, I'm probably not quite as bullish, but I'm with you. I don't. I can't believe they're giving us that price. Two dollars twenty-five. Like what? What more do we need to see? What more do we need to see? You looked at what dollar twenty eight last time it went around. Was it a dollar twenty eight? Yeah, kept back. Kept back. And yeah. Pride of Jenny was twenties that night. Now we get two twenty five for Amelia's Jewel and nine dollars for Pride of Jenny. So Amelia's Jewel for me, top pick. Hopefully we've had a massive fill up throughout the day, and we can just whatever we've got, we're going to put on. Whether it's four dollars, four hundred dollars, or four grand, who knows? We're going to put it on this horse. Do you think you take two twenty five now or? What, what do you think? Do you think surely they'll come for it? I think so. Yeah. I think so. As we chat on Thursday night, I think maybe we haven't reached her peak, but I think come Saturday, two minutes before race time, she'll be a little bit shorter. Mm. They'll get after her. Um, just want to mention Pride of Jenny because I am a fan of the horse. Leads, gets gate five, drops from 57 down to 52 kilos, so gets five kilos off. I think it's the Quinella horse again. Definitely really do. Definitely. Her figure last time out rated absolutely through the roof. If you're running Amelia's Jewel to inside a length, you're going very, very well. So it has to be respected. Here to Shock's the one that I think's better than Antino as well and gets 52 kilos this time in. I think it'll, it'll feel third. Mm. Um, let's flip over the page. Ramwick. Now, you've told me mm. the rail's true. We've already done that. We know that. I, I just wanted to tick that off and make sure. Yep. It's unbelievable. It's actually a little bit overstimulating. And I should confess something. Just before we recorded today, mm. I was like a little boy that had been to Mexico and sniffed some of that white stuff. Mm. That's what it felt like. Okay. Maybe it was these chocolate scotch fingers <laughs> that I've brought here tonight. I was a bit jittery, a bit nervous. Not nervous, just anticipation beckoned. Mm. I hope that the listeners can see why. Yeah. Because this is just packed full of stuff and we've got five more races to cover. Yeah, absolutely. And... We, we won't cover the race, but if you look at the first race in Sydney, 
I often open the form book on a Thursday and go, oh, midway, highway, benchmark 70. The top weight is last season's derby winner, Major Buell. It's the first horse you see open up in the form book. So it just tells you what sort of day you're in for. Encouraging everyone to step in. Hope you guys are enjoying listening. We're, we're in Randwick now, so we're going to go Sydney, 5, 6, 8, and 9. Mm-hmm. We're going to start at race 5. So it's the Kosciuszko, 1,200 metres. And look, first up, Opal Ridge comes here, $2.50 favourite. Front page is there, $5.50. Far too easy is $8 as well as Mogo Magic. Derry Grove is there at $8.50 as well. Akasawa, 23s with Kimberly Secrets. Ooh, Memon. Ooh, Memon. That, that uh, horse has done ya every time we see it pop up. It's done ya. Nemeth, $27, our last <laughs> cash broken hill. Sounds like I've got a lisp. Cavalier Tausch is $51. I've been trying 51s as well. Sizzle Mizzle is $67. Art Cadeau, my old friend. I love that horse. 71s. Mm. Fender, super helpful, and Grey Worm round them out. Mogo Magic to go forward. Kimberly Secrets and front page are the other two. Grey Worm is an emergency, but if it does get a start for whatever reason, will be another speed influence. Bianco Valano is probably the other one to go forward and inject itself in. With Opal Ridge, I don't think she needs to get back to last. She's drawn well, and hopefully J-Mac can give her a dig out of the gates and get her nice and close because I think she's the winner in this field. As long as she doesn't get buried away back on that fence yeah. and, and bad luck always comes into the equation. She's a horse that pretty much starts favourite every time she goes out and it culminated in her starting favourite in the Tatsiara last time, over 1,400 up in Queensland. Couldn't quite get the job done then, but that was at the end of a long prep. So happy to just give her a pass mark there and just say, look, you've had excuses. You had a long, busy prep. They've given her a good freshen up now, but she's still got that residual fitness from that campaign and she was humming along in that trial behind Cote. So... J-Mac book first up. She's unbeaten first up. I think she's the winner here. Uh, the saber for me is far too easy. He's another effective first up horse. He's three out of four. And a horse that's posed some good times also from up in Queensland. So he's my saber. But I think, yeah, Opal Ridge should be taking care of this lot. I think what's happened here is it's a, it's racing pattern. It's as simple as that. While we're getting $2.50. Because front page, to me, is the second best horse in the race. Obviously, first up into this assignment last year and won it quite convincingly leading throughout... I think when you look at the two, I think punters are going, well, one's going to be last, one's going to be first. Is there that big of a gap between them in terms of the shape? Ability-wise, I think Opal Ridge is the best horse for sure, but I can sort of see why they have gravitated towards front page in a way. So I'm going to play Opal Ridge. I don't think I want to take much shorter than 250, just based on where she's going to get to in the run, especially gate two. Got the right man in charge in terms of James, but... Front page, I would not be shocked to see this horse win again. Yeah, definitely. With with Opal Ridge, I just think you always have to take that short quote because the it's bookies... It's always 250. Yeah, they just know the talent this horse has got and they know that the form she's posted on the board. So you just got to pick your poison with her. For sure. Race six is the Sydney Stakes. It's sort of the Everest little brother. It's got all the emergencies in it and it bats pretty deep. So Bella Nipatina is top of the market, $4.50 and she's first emergency for the big race. Valana's four sixty, King of Sparta six fifty, as well as I am me. Airman is eight dollars. Zapateo tens are Gentia nineteen dollars. It's our time is twenty six with Rocketing By and Coal Crusher. Smashing Eagle forty one dollars. Inver Park is fifty ones. Jojo was a man sixty sevens. Tri State's there seventy one dollars, and we got a few more. But I got to tell you, I'm getting a dry mouth. There's plenty in this race. <laughs> 
Cold Crusher to go forward with Grey Worm Ned, IME also to go forward, but um, you alluded to me a little bit earlier, they were teaching that horse, or appeared to be teaching it, to settle in its trial and don't try and find a bum. We don't, so, we don't talk about it. Okay, I'll let you expand on it if you want to, but try state another emergency if it does get a start. We'll uh, go forward and probably be second, third in running. Balana also first up can go forward with Art Cadeau, who's a dual acceptor, potentially to, to uh, you know boot itself up and be close enough. Airman was impressive last time out, Ned. Uh, I was there a couple of weeks ago at Randwick where it ran in the last and just absolutely brained them. Never looked like it was asked for the ultimate effort in that race as well. So that was super impressive. Off the back of that, the Hawks have come out and talked this horse up as the next best thing. Pretty much as the next Chautauqua or Mask Crusader, which, um, you know, I can see why. It's the colours. It's a horse on the up. It's got a great overall record so far, five from seven. And now Bowman arrives to take the ride. So third up, there's a sense of timing about it. I can see it does need to lift a couple of lengths to find itself in types like Bella Nipotina and King of Sparta, who I do respect immensely. But both of those horses have drawn out and the map looks very, very messy for them. So... I just need to leave them out just this week. If they'd drawn a better barrier, I'd probably be with. But Airman on top for me. And a saver on Smashing Eagle if it does get a start. It's been finishing off hard in its races and posting some pretty good times at that. So if it does get a start, I think it's a smoky. I liken this horse to be potentially the last slot getter for the Everest, I am me, based on maps. And it's sort of it's probably half the reason I've ended up liking the horse that I like in the Everest, to be mm. fair. Um but I am me, I think, as, as you mentioned, this horse is a leader. Like, the horse just likes to be out in front. And then the other day, I turn on the trials. <laughs> as you do. Thursday morning, <laughs> as you do. <laughs> 5.20 in the morning. <laughs> just turned it on with the paper and a biscuit. They're teaching it how to take a sit. Now, how do I feel, how do I feel about that? I'm not sure. I'm going to tip him anyway. Mm. It was a nice trial. He actually won the trial as well. Mm. Um, had a little gap between its second up run and I think ready to peak third up with a trial in between. $6.50 McDonald aboard for Myron Eustace. I'm going to have a play here. I just... I see it as the one that's going to be sort of to get the best run in the race. Going to have a play. Bellini Patina class. Yep. <laughs> scares me. As they do. She's and- good. She's good, but... Bellana scares me as well. They all do, but with Bella, is she just going to run another second or third again? Is she just going to charge home into a, into a drum as she always does? That's my question. She is always the flashing light. She's a star. Big respect. I think Bellana's probably the one that scares me the most. Like First up record and track record's just phenomenal. Um, Zach Lloyd. Oof, I've got a yeah. bone to pick with him. Yeah. My thing with Falana as well is I'd prefer to see Nash or Bowman booked. Yeah. That, that would be my preference, and it's obviously not weight-related, so the fact that they've chosen and taken rides elsewhere is a good sign for me. Yeah, for sure. I am me for me. I'm going to have a play there. Now, interesting one here, race seven. If you haven't realised already, we've actually done a 30-minute little preview for you on Spotify as a mini podcast. It's the first time we've done this. Go on, have a listen. You'll get all of our tips a complete analysis of each runner. It's pretty unbelievable. It was really enjoyable to do as well. We did that just prior to the podcast. Yeah. And if you're looking for a sort of an in-depth analysis, I'm sure Jacko will go on, but it's, it's your best space to go. Definitely. Runner by runner, we go everything in detail. So make sure you head over. Absolutely free. We don't charge the punters anything, mate. We just give our information, we give our opinion, and we have a lot of fucking fun. So hope everyone enjoyed as much as we do, but definitely head over and listen to that. Have it on Saturday morning ready to go as you're flicking through your form guide. 
Absolutely. Race eight, Silver Eagle, 1,300 metres. Obviously, this is where the horses that aren't in the Everest, that are four-year-olds, that aren't running in other sort of events, they're leading into a Golden Eagle. 1,300 metres, top of the market. Now, since we looked this afternoon and did some form together, the prices have just completely changed in this race. So Talk Yellow, to me. Yellow Brick has gone 420 out to 480 mm-hmm. in the last hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And Benedetta is now equal favourite, 480. Mm-hmm. Pericles is there at five bucks with Ruthless Dame. Kibu is 12s as well as Gaza Blanca. Vienna Princess is 14. New Endeavour is 26. Madame Pomery is there, 34 bucks. Grabini, $51. Coin Toss is 61 Straight Ace is 61 as well. Williamsburg, Sacred, Satano, and Cote are all $81. And then the rest, they're hundreds. Kabu to go forward was lame last start, so potentially excuses out of that airman race. Yellow Brick to come sit outside, and not many speed influences outside of it. Pericles, I think, does want further than 1300 Yes, he's been effective over 1400 but he's going to have to leave really well to find himself in the box seat um, and be positive. Cote obviously uh, led up a trial. We'll go forward and Sacred Satano potentially from the wider barrier to go forward as well. I'm with Yellow Brick, Ned. That uh, drift that you mentioned earlier doesn't concern me too much. Reason being is I find that most of, and I think this is pretty consistent, most of the big moves and the actual big professional money moves happen on Wednesday and they happen on Saturday 10 minutes before the race. Those are, I think, the other two windows and what we're seeing right now is just adjustments. It's not money. Um, So I'm happy to back up here. I've had a lot of time for this horse. I've watched it up in Queensland, progressed through its campaign. I thought it would have been a really big chance had it got into a Stradbroke. So I think the 13, 1400 metres for it is perfect. I didn't agree with how they rode it first up. Maybe just by default they found themselves up on top of the speed. Mm-hmm. I think it's a horse that should not be leading but can sit one pair back and be absolutely in the box seat and find itself with a bum to follow and may just be too good for this lot. It's a horse that's still on the up, and we definitely haven't seen its top. So that's top pick for me. The saver for me was our tip a couple of weeks back, Vienna Princess, who was enormous late in the day uh, over at Ramwick that day. Ooh, yeah. She's going to improve second up. She's got a tidy second up record, and you know Waller's formula. Uh, so she had a peak run first up. Yes, it's McAvoy again, but... <laughs> I was going to say... <laughs> you know what, well, I go on. Is he... If you got a something no, going no, on with him good. at the moment, do you like him now? Yeah, look... We are tipping his horses, so so maybe we're just in denial. Maybe we're in denial. Maybe we, we just, you know... Well, I haven't tipped him. <laughs> but she's at $15, Ned, yeah, and yeah. she'll map nicely from gate six as long as she can lead positively. I think she's still got a ton of improvement to come second up, so she's the definite saver. I'm hoping what I've done is just the perfect trampoline move. Stick to Benedetta, jump off, mm-hmm. then get back on. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do here. 1,300 metres. I actually think she'll eat it up. I think 1,300, she'll be okay. Yep. I've tossed and turned about that. That's sort of the big decision that the punters have to make. Can yep. she get 1,300? Mm. I reckon she was very strong late in that Star Patrol race. That Star Patrol race, the form's been frank. He's come out and been unbelievable. I'm actually Correct. surprised. I think if it wasn't you long, he probably would have thought about getting a slot. Don't you think? I thought so. He was my pick going in. And like you say, the form's been frank. She's a mare with a ton of talent and you've followed her most of the way along. So I can see why you're, you're with. She gets 54.5 kilos here. Gate 10, Stackhouse. He can sort of put her wherever he thinks is best. $4.80, you get a good price this time in and 1,300 metres, I think. I think she'll eat it up. I, wa- I want to chat to you about Pericles. I think it's an interesting runner just to discuss. Zach Purton rides back to 1,300 now. 
it's an interesting style of preparation, like 1400, 1400, and now 1300 for a horse that ran around in a derby. I just, they don't know, they haven't figured the horse out. Potentially, and I think it's absolute pet trip is 2,000 metres, but if I'm an owner, I'm going Golden Eagle, Golden Eagle, Golden Eagle. True. Right? Because you look at the first two runs, yes, it's 1,400 and could go after some other races for black type, but it's already a gelding. So 160k first up, 302k second up, a million for the Silver Eagle, going into the whatever the fuck the Golden Eagle is, 10 now, I'm pretty sure. 48. Just write a blank check, basically, for the <laughs> Golden Eagle. So if I'm an owner, I'm saying get after it. Fantastic. Last race we're going to cover in Sydney. My God, it, it just keeps getting better. Fuck. So this is the old George Main. It's now the King Charles the Second Stakes. It's over 1,600 metres. And my God, I actually forgot about this race. <laughs> Did you forget? Or, or was Now that, that I've just me? opened up, I've just barred up again. Oh, my God. The microphone's just copped a hit from Jackson. Mr. Brightside's top of the market, $2.15. Fangirl, $7.50. Now, although this is a name change, yes, it's the horse that you lost on last year. <laughs> on the hey, by the way, I had a piece of Always Shall Win. Don't forget about that, mate. Oh, no, I, me too. I had a good piece me of too. it. Me too. I actually was talking to the punters in that. Okay. I'm, I'm sure right. they Okay, right. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you. Sorry, I was talking to the microphone. I got reckon, back up a bit there. Sorry. <laughs> I had, I reckon, 50% of our punters were on this thing mm. after hearing that it was the best horse since Farlap. Yeah. Light Infantry is now Light Infantry Man. Right. $8.50. Zaki, $9. Think It Over, $12. Kovalika, $19. Buckaroo, $23. Golden Mole, $26. My Oberon, $34. Nugget, $41. A tissue as well. Hoping Your Heart off, uh, after one of the weirdest Epson runs in the history, which we're no, never going to talk about. Mm. $41. Redina is $51 after winning an Epson. Yeah. Zarek hundreds, Democracy Manifest hundreds, and Huetor is 200 to 1. Zaki to go forward and looks to get complete control here. Golden Mile led them up in that race that you mentioned, Redina won. The Epsom, absolute heartbreak for me. I did have a piece on. Mm. Uh, Nugget to go forward as well. Redina can be nice and close from that inside barrier. Think it over, doesn't need to be too far away at the mile. Uh, and obviously, Mr. Brightside just has that tactical versatility. Willow can put him anywhere he wants to. He's going the best in the country at the moment. If I'm tipping, I wish I win into the Everest. I just need to be tipping Mr. Brightside. It's very simple. There's, You'd be very hard-pressed to say with confidence that a horse can beat him over the mile <laughs> yeah. the way he's going. And, and you can bring them from anywhere. You can bring Light Infantry Man over. You can bring any horse you want. I'm still backing up Mr. Brightside. And he's not even one that I've got sentiment over. I haven't made millions of dollars off him or anything. I just think plain and simple he's going the best in the country and deserves to be top pick. Zaki Ned, we can't leave him out. Yeah. He's going to roll forward, get control again. Only grabbed very late by Think It Over. He's third up, sense of timing about him. Nisham just prepares this horse to the minute. Like I say, he gains control and you can't leave him out there to have a picnic out in front because he can break hearts. And I think he's very capable of running into the top three here. Who knows what this light infantry man is. We didn't get a, any good look at him when he Zach. came over for the Golden Ro- um, the Golden Eagle, I should say. Just got an absolute murder job by Jamie Spencer that day. You get an upgrade with Zach. He's obviously the, one of the premium jockeys. So, mate, absolute hearty mouth stuff with it. I think Golden Mile is a chance as well at $26. There you go. This probably tells you a bit about the quality. I'm gonna. I'm just going to one-bat it. Bright okay. side. Right. I think it's that simple. Best smiler in the country. I'd like to see him v Amelia's jewel at weight for age. I think that would be a ripping contest. I don't think so. 
Nah, you can't say you just you can't say. Wait, just wait for the Cox Plate. Just wait for it. But that's two thousand. I'm talking more. Okay. Maybe they'll drop back in trip for that um, Champions Mile. I hope they all do. And we'll we'll see what awesome. We'll see how um, it unfolds. Anyway, I think he's one of the best two or three milers in the country because I want to keep my job in this podcast. <laughs> um, I really do think $2.15 is about the right price. Again, Amelia's Jewel and him might be the two best milers and it might be our two best results for the day yep. right at the end of it. So going to have a play there look there's horses that you could talk about respecting and we always like to give credit to them this is just one bat for me i'm just going to play mr brightside he's just in the form of his career he couldn't be going better and he's now fourth up after winning six in a row seven in a row so i'm with um it seems unbelievable but unfortunately we have come to the end of the fun Mm. oh no we haven't come to the end of the fun have we? We haven't, Ned, but I'll tell you what, it hasn't been a lot of fun over the last couple of weeks. Let, let, let me tell you. Let me tell you. I don't even know if you want to build it up this week because I need to get mobile. I'll um, I'll build it up for okay, you. Okay, righto, righto. There's some things in life that go well all the time. There's some things in life that go well sometimes. Mm. There's some things in life that... Moments, I could say, mm-hmm. where failure, yeah... It's probably as important as success. Because what do you learn from failure? Lessons. <laughs> you learn a lot more from your losses than you do from your wins. So yeah, it'd be great to say that Jackson's going to tip us winners every single week in this thing. But then he wouldn't learn for the following week. Mm. So yeah, we've got to have lulls. We're in a bit of a lull. <laughs> but what's the best Westing <laughs> It's time to hit back, Ned. <laughs> Thank you. It's time to hit back. And you know what? I always speak globally. We're still at 50%. So if you've backed them all, you've made cash. Hey, that was no disrespect. Pretty pretty simple stuff. No, but it needed to be said. And I'm glad you did because it's fired me up a bit for this week. Good. Righto. (laughs) Best Western this week. Dollar 10. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to place. Dollar 10. Anyway, race eight. Ascot. They're back at Ascot. No more Kalgoorlie. No more Belmont. I even threw up the wrong fucking you, track you, last week, right? Jacko was in that much That's denial about the track. Correct. I just couldn't accept oh. that they were at Kalgoorlie once again. Ascot, back at headquarters. I'm glad to see it. I love the 1,000 metres at Ascot. I love horses that go forward and find the fence. I think we've got it here. It's number three, Oscar's Fortune, William Pike, $2.60. Two from two to start its career. It's gone forward on each occasion and absolutely brained them. Pretty much been going through the gears on both occasions. Steps up in class a little bit, but I don't think there's much in this race that can match it over the first 100 to 150 metres. And when you rail like a greyhound at Ascot, normally you just keep booting away from them. So I think that's the case here. We're ready to bounce back. We're going to get back above that 50%. We've been hovering around. Time to hit back. Willie Pike back on board. I won't even mention what Parnham did to our best Western on the weekend. Ale, ale. Yeah, there's, there's police tape around it uh, as we speak at Kalgoorlie. So they've closed that track down due to the uh, ongoing investigation. But uh, Oscar's Fortune, number three, that's in race eight at Ascot, $2.60. Get on now. Get on. Take your two sixty. I'll just give a quick push. Race three, Randwick, 1,400-metre race, Arctic Glamour. My God, was this a win first up. Meets mm. um, a little bit better quality. I just don't think it's going to matter. Put four or five on them that day. I expect them to do something similar, about $2 as well. So no favours there, but maybe a little schnitzel and... Best Western Multi. Correct. Throw that in there. Absolutely. And Amelia's Jewel, let's not forget. Oh, 
The anchor of all Maltese. Just throw her in there. The mother of all Maltese. 225. <laughs> Can't believe it. Um, Mate, I'm, I'm gassed. I feel like I've run a marathon, but yeah. that was about as good as it gets. If you're having a punt on the weekend, my God, enjoy it. Like, I'll tell you something pretty funny, actually, about the weekend. So me and the missus are actually half thinking about going to the Everest. Right, eh? We've got tickets. We got given some tickets for it, which is great. We've asked about... 14, 15 sort of people. I've mm. asked you, I've asked many people. Who, are you going? You thinking about going? Nah, not this weekend. Nah, not this weekend. Nah, I can't afford it. I'm thinking, gee whiz, it might be just me and the missus going out there, which is a different experience, mm. especially with 50,000 out there. Yeah. She said to me today, so what do you think about the races? Like, I'd like to go, I've got a dress. I'm like, okay, here are your options. We can either go and we get to hang out at the races together and it'll be a nice day. Or you've got to put up with me six hours staring at a TV screen and I don't talk to you once. Take your pick. And safe to say we're probably going on the track. <laughs> Where are you going to just be staring at algorithms anyway? You'll be staring at the fluctuations all day anyway. I'll be hovering just off your shoulder, mate. Don't worry. I'll be there front and centre. I'll be in with the sardines because I think 50,000 would be an understatement. I'm expecting you are going. I'll be there, mate. I'll oh. be there. Locked in. We'll see how we go. Good luck, mate. All the best. Good luck, punters. Enjoy. Hopefully, we've steered you into a few as well. If you've got to the end of this and you haven't listened to the mini for the Everest, make sure you flip over now. Have a listen even in the morning, whenever you like. Just runner by runner preview there. We've done 95,000 races for you. So if we can't find you a winner, we're battling, not you. But <laughs> good luck. Enjoy. All the best, punters.